The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. I'm Ben Howarth. I'm Trevor Flynn. I'm Sarah Becker. And I'm Jack Newman, and welcome to the Movie Gang Podcast this week. We're still stuck at home. I know that uh, the CDC is saying you can take your masks off, but we're probably not, and we're staying home for a bit while longer, and we're checking out what's new on Netflix. And this week, we're going to be checking out The Mitchells vs. The Machines by Sony Pictures Animation, directed by uh, Mike Rihanna, produced by Phil Lord, Christopher Miller. Uh, you might know them from some other Sony sections. Uh, yeah, this is uh, Columbia Pictures Productions being released on Netflix, uh, and I lost my <laughs> machines versus the Mitchells summary as soon as it came up. Hold on one, two seconds. I will cut this out in post. Probably not. So you're probably still listening to this. That's because I'm a lazy editor. Young Katie Mitchell embarks on a road trip with her proud parents, younger brother, and developed and be- sorry, beloved dog to star her first year at film school. But their plans to bond as a family soon get interrupted when the world's electronics devices come to life to stage an uprising with the help from two friendly robots. The Mitchells must now come together to save one another and the planet from new technological revolution. Starry, Abby Jacobson, Danny McBride, Olivia Coleman, Blake Griffin, Maya Rudolph, Eric Andre. Yeah, I mean, Alex Hirsch. Yeah, starring a lot of cool people. Uh, yeah, let's go ahead and go around the horn real quick here with this one, starting with you, Sarah. What did you think of Mitchell's versus the machine? The Mitchell's versus the machines. I absolutely adore this movie. It is exactly my kind of humor. I love that it was very clearly written by someone of like our generation in that a lot of the the jokes are the stuff that we joke about now as kids of the 80s and 90s. Uh, we'll, we'll get to, to the Furbies specifically, I'm sure. Um, I thought the animation style was really unique and clever and beautifully done. And um, yeah, it was it was a very, very fun movie. I really liked it. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm actually curious, too, because I want to talk about a little bit about Sony Pictures like you know, animation and like kind of where they are a little bit because um they have one movie that they have produced that I absolutely love and uh for pretty much everything else in their history they've kind of been like kind of the like it, like D-list team for me. What's up babe? Nothing. Oh, is a puppy. Nice one to say I, love you. I love you too. We're on a podcast. He's grabbing a puppy. Okay, sorry guys. Oh, she's the the pug's coming over. Hello. She's so big now. She's getting big. Hey, pug fish. Don't like it. Very calm. Don't like it. Dog, pig, dog, pig, dog, dog, pig, pig. loaf of bread. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> okay, sorry about that, everybody. There was an adorable pug, and she didn't lick my face, but she let me lick her face because I'm a weirdo. Um, I don't know. Every other time, she's just sleepy, isn't she? Oh, you guys can't see it, but she just like got up. Mom- she like has her like a baby, and her little head just went plump on a mom's shoulder. Oh. It's cute. Oh, and mom gets licks. Okay, I'm not the beloved parent here. This hurts. This hurts. This deeply hurts me. They can't see you. Why are you doing this? Okay. 
There you go. There you go. Okay, now we're done with this. Now we're back to serious <laughs> podcasting. <laughs> we're totally legit podcast. I didn't just interrupt this for five minutes for my dog to give me a good night kiss because they're going to bed. That's just what the fuck happened. Anyways, yeah. My point that I was getting back to is that Into the Spider-Verse is my fa- is one of my favorite animated movies of all time. It's the only thing on their catalog that actually kind of rises above for me. I want to talk about you guys a little bit. What did you think of this movie? But also, what do you think of Sony Pictures Animation's history? I'm going to toss to you, Ben. Yeah, you know I would know this nerdy stuff. Um, <laughs> I, that's why I made it a little. I made the question like a little bit harder for you, didn't like, this I? Is I tea, this is a tee up for Ben. No, it's right. <laughs> it was. I, I have takes. I got takes. Um, I would say there's actually several uh, Sony Picture Animation's films, but Sony Picture will, uh, you know, uh, do. Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse and then the Angry Birds 2. You know what I mean? They, they, there's, they're they're yeah. unpredictable and, and I don't think anyone saw them um, coming, but I have been getting fascinated by them kind of for two reasons. One, one of their first movies I do think was legitimately great was uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, which uh, Chris Lord and Phil Miller still directed. still see that. And I think is a genuinely very funny, uh, just just yeah. a good comedy 90 minutes of, of, of enjoyability. <laughs> And the other thing that someone turned me on to is uh, surprisingly the Hotel Transylvania movies. Yes. Uh, particularly particularly oh, animation nerds. Uh, animation nerds have turned me on to, because uh, they're directed by Jenny Tartakovsky, who directed uh, uh, the Powerpuff Girls, Samurai Jack. Um, and he's kind of, those movies aren't great, but he is pushing a kind of fluidity in the animation there that is genuinely surprising and interesting. I'm not going to argue that they uh, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I am going to like throw it back at you. So we're just going back and forth here. I'm not going to argue that they are not an unskilled animation studio. I still think that and this is the problem here is that this is kind of animation and animation story is kind of becoming a filled out space in terms of like you have your Pixar's, you have your uh, DreamWorks, you have your things. And it's like one of those things where it's like I I agree that Cloudy with a Chance of Meatball is but like that's still going to be mid-tier DreamWorks and it's going to be bottom tier Pixar. And that's like and that's kind of and I, and I hate to put them in like a third place running there, but that's like their one movie you would say before Spider-Man. Well, I think I think what they are doing and why I'm excited, particularly now that <clears throat> Spider-Verse and Mitchell's versus Machines, I think are, you know, I'm going to put my hand there two very, very excellent right. animated are. films. I think they are starting to push the look and style of computer animation in a way that I don't think Pixar or DreamWorks are doing, especially not Illumination, which is all about costing cut corner corners. Now, Pixar is always going to be the uh, the two hundred million dollar. We're going to make every single shot the most gorgeous shot possible. But there is a sign of a house style and there's a certain look that uh, and I think they're starting to experiment a little bit. Soul had kind of more unique body shapes, but. In yeah. particular, there was there, there was like this kind of house style that they stick with like a certain look, a certain kind of uh, uh, the way a person looks has kind of not changed much over the years. This, versus this, this one is where, the f- where, where the guy Sorry, is literally man. a triangle, like <laughs> the yeah. dad is a triangle. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I think that element in this film, the, the use of the the I don't know if it's actually 2D, but a, a 2D-esque hand-drawn animation over it the the use of a very fluid style of motion i think that's what i'm really excited about and it's sort of interesting that chris lord and phil miller from what i understand aren't really the showrunners at stony pictures animation but are kind of now given this like hey you've delivered us 
an Oscar and a bunch of money. So if you come in and produce, we're not going to fuck with you kind of thing. So they're kind of like this interesting thing where they're like, they're not the John Lasseter of it, but they are. When you see their name, you should pay attention now. I think that's the way it's going to go. And I agree. And I think I think they I think that the one thing I will say about the studio is that it is pretty good at listening to good people. And I think that's that's one of those things, too. They recognize. I always think that's also like the fourth place. You know, the guy that's just off the podium at the Olympics is pretty good about listening to his coach, if you know what I mean. Like, I I think that's I think it's one of those things, too, where it's like maybe they've like Pixar resting on its laurels and everything else. And it's like one of those things. I do think Pixar's goal is to get is to push animation. And this in Seoul was kind of their first attempt to have really good looking people animate. I, I don't know. Maybe that, much, maybe. Pixar is much more in, invested in realism than stylization. Exactly. And I, yes. this, this yeah. made me really optimistic for the future of animation. Yes. Yeah, Sony pictures has a mixed record. I saw Arthur Christmas in there, but it was a co-production with Ardman, which might deserve exactly. more of the credit there. I'm not sure. That's one of my it, favorite Christmas movies, if not my favorite it, Christmas yeah, movie. Yeah, I think if that's a case of Ardman came up with a lot of the plotting and the storyboarding, but they just don't have an ant's computer animation department. They are so it, and that's fine because, like, like I said, I like I have like I'm I agree with you entirely, Ben. Like, it, 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 like Hotel Transylvania, this series is better than any Despicable Me film in terms of animation. There's no question about yes. that, yes. and and that's the thing. They, Illumination inc- looks very lazy compared to they are like lazy, and it's fine. But Illumination has also been better. I mean, in my opinion, this okay. This I don't want to get into Illumination because that's a whole other fucking bag of snakes. Uh, That's a bad expression. That's not an actual expression. I don't know why we have a bag of snakes. Uh, But yeah, no. Illuminate like Illumination is their thing right now. Is they're more just like taking franchises and trying to build franchises that they can then franchise. So I don't really take them super seriously, and they're not even in the same game they're 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 franchising better than this studio is and it and it just didn't do and 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 its properties don't franchise and that's not to say that you know pixar is always every property that pixar make is really good at franchising i mean cars is good at franchising you don't actually see a ton of like soul franchise stuff because you're they're not going to sell the plushie of the you know the little blue guy that's just not going to happen but my point is like, I did see a soul sticker on a banana and I was like, sure. <laughs> like <laughs> soul, dole, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. It's always the bananas. I, they always just put a tiny little sticker on there and like, yeah, I'll buy those bananas. They got a picture. <laughs> tiny little thumb size picture. Yeah. Um <laughs> Let's talk to Sarah. Sarah hasn't talked yet. No, I actually, have, actually, you're the only one that hasn't talked yet, Trevor. So what yeah, did you think of Mitchell's? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Um that's right. We hope. Um I um I I really enjoyed this. I I I have plenty of problems with it. I think it's a very flawed film, uh story-wise especially, but there are emotional beats that hit and I just love love the animation and the comedic timing of so many of these jokes. I think there are like a few too many jokes. Like you don't need a joke every other, like it, the movie goes for all the jokes instead of just hitting the ones that are really good. Um, but it's just sense of comedy and timing and the way it uses animation to accomplish that. And the way that animation is stylized is, is just beautiful to behold. So uh, one of the better uh, criticisms I heard was actually from my, my friend Shay while I was watching it, where she says, this movie's trying to have too many gifable moments. 
Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's true. There's too many moments where they just they really want that gif to like go. And it's a very Internet, you know, inspired film, which is what I like. Right. I do appreciate. I, I think there's something really awesome about the fact that Katie is a. Well, first off, we should say that Katie's a lesbian, which is super cool. Yay. Even if it's mm-hmm. done very quietly. I think it's very done, you know. Pretty well, I think. Of the er, curious earnest, thoughts oh, earnestly, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I would think the, so. Yeah. But but I like that she's not like a deep art filmmaker. She wants to make silly comedy films and things that are memeable and funny and and very much for her kind of era and generation, which I think is really awesome and cool. I like that um, she's very much using technology and you know, this kind of the idea of like the technology is a double edged sword, and you know we could talk about how well that works, but. Uh, I, I think that element of it makes it um, really interesting, but I think also sometimes it can be like like I said, it's trying to be too too meme. But I think when it works, it works. And this one was uh, directed by Mike Rianda, who was a uh, one of the creators and well, not one of the creators because Alex Hirsch, but one of the showrunners of Gravity Falls. And there's a yeah. lot of Gravity Falls I see in this film from yeah. the music to the kind of mix of real world and create this is more sci-fi and that was more like uh, horror fan horror the, this uh, one does surrealism. the good the, the writing in this one is what separates it out from me i agree with you guys the animation and the sony animation has been pretty good for a while now i think the separation between these films but I, and I, I do think yeah this and 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 Spider-Verse are on another level. Like, that, that's, that was what I'm saying. It's, and, and they're on another level of animation. And I th- it's nice to see a studio grow. I, I wouldn't care if about this movie if it had the same animation and was just trying to be gifable. Like, arguably, like, this this is the studio that made the Emoji movies, guys. Like, I mean, they've, they've, they've like, hit it out of the park. Make, like, if you want to talk about something trying to be gifable and awful at the same time, like, we, yeah. this studio has already done that. Like, I, I, I it's hard to rectify. It's almost insanely hard for me to because I you guys I went to a theater to see the emoji movie in 2017 and that was like a low point that was like that was me coming out in the theater sitting down in an alley behind the theater and buying a pack of cigarettes because I needed to have a smoke and be on wee about it like it maybe like, cinema <laughs> is dead. Uh, maybe life maybe all life is just downhill from the emoji movie like because it, yeah. it's all just done you know that's that's the thing everybody everybody you just gotta you just gotta go home and and drink a drink and take a shit and go to bed when that shit happens. You just happens. gotta sit I'm down and be like, there was a whole five minute scene where they were in Just Dance. Oh, yeah. That yeah, that's, that was crazy. Why have you both seen this movie? Because we hate ourselves. That's that's well, the bottom line. You, at least for me, when you listen to so much bad movie podcasts, there's certain bad movies that get talked about so much, eventually you hear enough about them, you're like, fine i'll watch yeah, it yeah yeah because they'll say shit like they have to travel to dropbox and you're like what does it mean I got emoji <laughs> movie emoji movie is the perfect bad movie that has no redeeming quality as a bad movie no it is no it's not worth watching it, it is it is mental poison the movie <laughs> it, is, it is a psychological attack i would have chosen waterboarding for 90 minutes over that movie like i mean it's not a funny joke like, but like at least sausage party had a couple of good jokes in there sausage yeah. party is the mona lisa compared to that movie oh like, let's, God. like, like sausage party's not good but it is it is it has like i don't know artistic credibility and 
in a way that that movie will never possess. Like, like, like was, uh, Sausage Party was at least experimental in some form or fa- uh, right. Sorry, Ben, I can't. What have I done? I'm going to make Katie watch it someday, someday just so oh, I can God. say, you, you must suffer as I have suffered. There's, there's, there's watch so the many foods, good bad fuck. movies. You must like, watch the foods fuck. <laughs> I, I I just I'm happy. There's so many bad movies you can watch. Sausage Party, Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Been great bad two bad movies I've seen recently. They're fantastic. There's like a there's like a there's like a there's like a five minute fight where two women just like fight in a mud pit and it's just bad, Sarah. But I feel like killing giant. We should just watch it. It's gonna be reminiscent of some animes we've seen together. I'm just saying. Ah uh, yes. <laughs> Anyways, I, one of the the thing I did want to say about it is just this has the exact element of Gravity Falls, which I'm not even like really into the animation. I mean, I know there are people that love the animation style of Gravity Falls, but it's not necessarily my favorite kids animation cup of tea. What I love about that show and what I love about this is that amazing sense of character that is imbued into each individual character they take four characters and they absolutely nail each of them they mm-hmm. absolutely nail them in a time or place and being i also love the fact and this would be my take on her element of and this is kind of my new thing for gay people in movies is can it be removed for china <laughs> and the answer to that is probably not in the context it would be more difficult to remove her you know, you put her, a little tracking uh, dot on her pride pin, difficult. which I'm so glad was there the entire movie. Mm-hmm. It's like exactly just, right. That's a great just little like I saw it. Kel saw it. We both were like, hey, hey, it's right like, there. The yep. It's right there. Elaborate. She had a oh, rainbow pin on her sweater for the entire film. Uh, yeah. And that's so it's not very to say obvious that she is either an ally or queer and she gives off queer vibes, I would say personally yeah. yeah she's never was like lusting after girls but you know like she's she's certainly in- interested in jade and talks about wanting to see her obviously and it gives you kind of like oh, maybe she, and then they confirm it at the end which yeah. i agree will probably be cut for china but at least they have to do a little tracking nut they have, <laughs> they the have entire the, movie the, i i think it's making somebody have to work for it is great you know what <laughs> i mean it's, that's all i'm saying it's it's subtle but it's good and it's not it's not the element of the movie because this movie is very much about the family and these characterizations and i just i just love to the visual storytelling of seeing each of them and you can guess their characterization and then it's fulfilled and like sort of things it's just this is some real tight storytelling i think that's the thing that i love about this and yeah. it's it's just one of those things where i'm like i'm just sort of taken aback because there's not like you know you could tell me about the animation in transylvania all the time but you can't call the storytelling in the transylvania no, series no, it's, tight it's, or anything like it's, that yeah it's an excuse for jokes silly and, 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 and it's very i disagree Adam guys Sandler i prefer kids. the first hotel transylvania movie over this one i watch that shit every halloween wow. i yeah. am wow. shocked but uh, but i really want to dig into why if you don't mind me asking <laughs> Sure. There's like, I don't know, a like a message and a thematic like thing in that movie at the core of it that I understand and value that really like makes me honestly like tear (coughs) up even a little bit every time I watch it when like all the Dracula fans come out and I, 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 this movie is too long (laughs) and it's the, and it's themes are, are not. The whole monster apocalypse, uh, robot apocalypse thing, I love I, I love the excuse for action. I love the excuse for jokes that it gives us. I just don't think it has that much to do with what's going on with the family. It's it's and I think I, it, I think it does. It does in terms of the patriarch feeling unassociated. It, it is a basic kind of classic 
mindset where the patriarch's relevance and his ability his his disdain for machines and understanding that machines can be valuable like that's in there as well but also like making sure to just i mean it, it it's one of those things where it's it's taking both arguments of the technology divide and bearing both out in different ways and saying both sides are right and wrong at the same time so like i i really would would resist the notion that that this is doesn't have a meaning i might say it's heavy handed like I, that's that's would be the counterpoint like i clearly it has a meaning about and wants to say a lot about technology what do you think it does say about technology family? i guess that like it's it's you know it, the original script i heard was called like connections or yeah, something connected. like that it, it was yeah. called it was it was called Mitchells vs. Machines Sony Pictures changed it connected then they sold it to Netflix and they changed it back to Mitchells vs. Machines interesting, interesting. <laughs> which yeah. which is just totally correct in my opinion i mean i think I think, I think i think i think going with with like and also like letting i forget what sorry um letting Katie in the context of this movie kind of take the main role and also like giving the movie the vibe of quote, quote unquote. And I just want to say this, like, you know, the album cover that she's like her style <laughs> and like letting that abuse, like letting that imbue the movie. And also just the Mitchells versus the machines. is just like a best. It, it sounds like an album cover in the same sort of way that her style and like cinema. It's just, it, I think like it feeds cop. in. I think it all feeds into like her and it also feeds into like just giving her, making her the core thematic element of the movie. I think having her value human connections and understanding that machines and human connections is like that. It's that, that's a, that's a, that's a message that if anybody ever, if anybody over 35 or 40 makes, I'm saying 35, like I'm not 31. Um, (laughs) If anyone over 40 makes like, Oh, technology bad, we should all be human connected. I like I like my fucking brain goes out the window. I'm like, okay, cool, Grandpa. You know, I'm sorry. Yeah, I think that's what I was worried about, and I think what I. Oh, sorry. Do you mind if I? No, no, no. But I just, I mean, my point is they do both. They do both sides of the argument and saying like, you know, human connections are important, but technology isn't all bad. That's the message, Trevor. It's all of above, you know. And I, and I think that's also like the 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 movie is about accepting people's differences but also you know embracing and understanding i mean that's that's like the core message it is incredibly broad i'm not going to argue with that please continue ben i'm sorry right and i think it i think it it certainly has some old man yells at clouds jokes but i think it is um yeah i think the fact that the dad is a a naturist and i what i like it particularly is that he doesn't you know he didn't lose his job to computers he didn't like uh you know do anything like this and it's very clear that he and his daughter connected at a certain point I think it was connected. Yeah. um but then the more she got into yeah. technology the more he felt distance from her interests and he couldn't relate to her anymore which i really appreciate i like that this this is not about for one you know i'm very glad that none of the, the fighting is about her sexuality not once right I, I do appreciate they, thank god accepting it seems like um and you, uh, uh- I want to circle back to that that point. He doesn't kind of hate his daughter for leaving. I really like the the touch that when we discover that, you know, the moose is from his old lodge that he had built and he had to move away, obviously, presumably to go to the city to get a different kind of job or whatever. It's not super clear, but, you know, you kind of understand it. He he says that, no, it's not hard. Like, you know, she's worth it kind of thing. And I think it's that more, I think a much more interesting struggle, which is what I really appreciate about this film is it's not a dad who hates his daughter. It's a dad who loves his daughter and is very, very, hurt and 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 struggling by the fact that he doesn't know how to relate to her which i think is really interesting and i think that is where it comes into which is like 
you know, she she is the one who, you know, uses machines to make art. And he just views them as these scary monoliths, as we see in, I think, one of the maybe the funniest scene in the movie where he's trying to just open up YouTube. I always like old people uh, not working at technology. I'm sorry, Trevor. That one. I rolled my eyes. Slayed me. It, slayed it, it, me. Did, it did me, too. I'm sorry. And I also think that particular joke was effective in this context. Yes. I, I, I think I, I think in a different movie, I agree entirely, Trevor, that I would have rolled my eyes. But I, I, think, I think if this movie came out like 20 years ago, I would fucking love it. <laughs> like wow. The, da- wow. the dad feels like, like he is <laughs> from the, the 90s. The dad feels like he's like 30 years out of like the zeitgeist. He feels like he's from the 90s. And I'm just like kind of done with this like stereotype. Well, I mean, bit. but but the thing is, you have to, to think about about um you know it is 2021 and katie is supposed to be like an 18 year old character so the dad is from the 90s i i hate to say this the dad is literally me guys like like the, in terms of age and disposition he's just 10 years on us Trevor. yeah like so he's, he's probably he's in his 40s now he's talking to us and i love you like no offense like i feel technology stripped by like technology at times too i'm old man and i'm chasing i'm i'm in a technology it sector and i am always chasing the fucking dragon just looking like feeling confused and old like that's that's the nature of it like i i completely understand this like i hate this like i'm even like dude i'm running yeah but you don't like out of frustration pick up somebody's phone and like destroy it or uh or cancel your your plane tickets when he he wasn't wrong when he destroyed everybody's phone during the machine apocalypse yeah that's 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 a logical idea what i would do as well he just took a particular (laughs) level of glee yes (laughs) yes which is is something that i can understand especially in an in like the 30 year old naturist you know and and i don't know how old he is contextually in this movie i don't think he's 50 i think he's he's definitely in 40s 40s yeah he definitely he definitely (laughs) sorry man i I think it was weird for me. Uh, let me just pass this off to you, Trevor. It was very different to like watch a movie, see that the main character is the 18 year old and realize that I way identified way more with the, with the 40 year old. that is only yep. nine years older to me. That was a bigger deal in this movie. It was very me. upsetting to me when they would watch like the old family videos. And, you know, Katie's like a young oh, kid. And oh, it's yeah. like 2003. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. I was 12. Yeah. Right. Guys, that, I don't think this movie is made for people that are that age now i think it is made like for people our age really to like relate to it's i don't i don't i don't I, don't I i i've watched i've watched a, i've watched a, it's a kids movie for people our age yeah. no 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 <laughs> i've watched an 18 year old and i've watched a like a like a 23 year old really love this movie so i disagree i think this movie can hit their demographic and i think this movie hits their demographic stylistically in terms of katie so i think i think it i think it lands and i do not think it is for you trevor no personally why do you think that i will say my my nephew watched it and he did have a very very good time so yeah it does work I, for I, the 10 year old because katie is the core no, he wasn't clear what a furby was so i will admit that but he just thought it was funny 
yeah, they they make they make jokes. They're they're riding a line here with the Pixar element of it, but I de- I definitely still think the demographic is like I do think it is not young. I think a young kid can enjoy this movie, but I definitely watched an 18 year old kid have a fantastic time with this movie and identify with Katie. So that's my take on it. I think Katie is the emotional thrust of the movie. And I think that also just watching her stylistically deal with her family is something that is. I do think I also think that is this movie is very forgiving of the dad and makes the best possible argument for that typical type of dad character where Ben is right. He loves his daughter and watching him struggle to identify and do his best to try to identify. And just the face of his own ignorance is just now the question is, is it an underlying thematic element talking about her gayness and his inability to identify it or understand it? That would be my take. You guys don't. Okay. Well then I will listen to Sarah on this matter. (laughs) I mean, like, I, I could see it being a part of where they don't connect, but again, I don't think it's it's from like a. I didn't want to talk about it. What? Sorry, it doesn't want to. It doesn't like want to go go there. Right, but yeah. but even like in the context of a film, I I don't believe that it's like a, you know, coming up from a conservative thing. I think it's just a more uh, yeah. really more of like a generational thing than anything else. You cool kids and your things. Being gay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just want to say, I know we passed it a little while ago, but it, the fact that Live Your Life is the song that she listened to as a child, which came out in 2008. Uh, fuck you. Don't remind yeah. me of how ancient I am. Uh, and I, I remember wa- watching the original, like, you know, one of the first viral videos ever that was right. the Numa Numa guy. Oh, I remember watching God. that Trevor with Allison in like middle school or high school. Is break.com a still a thing? I remember I being know. I remember being at school and being horrified. It didn't it it was not a good website. It had uh videos, but it was also no I think it's gone. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah. I'm kind of glad it was not a great website, but it was like the first website where I went and watched like videos. It was way more like it was way more early days internet, like sort of like exploitative than it is now. Um, at least at least in the days of YouTube, that like people eventually like maybe possibly got a payout, like instead of like, yeah, Numa Numa guy definitely got depressed. I remember that. So it's not. Well, I remember that was like a whole joke on uh South Park is like we want all that internet money. Like you can't make money on the internet. <laughs> oh man, South Park did a joke on it. Remember that? That's yeah. that's peak nineties. Two thousands actually. Yeah. yeah. Oh god. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. Like I still don't watch South Park. <laughs> well, I have to ask now what what everyone thought of the uh, the 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 friendly robots, which are kind of our most comedic relief element. Loved them. And eh, they worked for I, I don't know. Honestly, they were they were the the most forgettable part of the movie same for me what? i think because like that's they were only there for the Trevor. comic relief i mean I... to be fair the dog was too but the dog just got me the dog got me pretty <laughs> I, much i love time. it i, I, I love I, that sorry. i get on this i'm sorry i know you own a pug jack 
but pug yeah. jokes really make me laugh. <laughs> oh my god. No, 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 no. Dude, my dog is the derpiest motherfucker on the pace of the planet. <laughs> like I just like a, yeah. I love it. That's what you don't buy a pug and say, Oh, I want a normal dog that's gonna like not run into walls and flatten her face. That's that's what you do. Like we watch her like run around in circles and like spin around and she does dumb shit like that. It yes. is it is like having this little derp dog who just and, and one thing I will say, a pug will love you like a pug is on gold like sorry there's like certain dogs will love you and certain dogs are a little bit more standoffish there's mm-hmm. the top tier of dogs that love you are golden retriever and pugs they just love you and there's just no question that they just love you i mean and, you know, she actually was like but she was really just sleepy i mean i'm just saying okay okay i will say i'm a little annoyed <laughs> to find out that the pug was played by doug the pug that is unnecessary you right. just wanted the the mean clout for that i don't need yes. that Megan was like, is that Alan Tudyk again? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't believe that. I mean, yeah, if, if I mean, the it's, eyes it's, were the same. Yeah. If it was a Disney movie, yes, mm-hmm. you would have been Alan Tudyk. Oh my God, Doug the Pud's Instagram is fantastic, though. Someone pointed it. out that with Moana and Raya, he's the only white actor in both those movies. And uh, he uh, always plays a, a, just a, a thing, an animal that doesn't talk. <laughs> both One of my movies. favorite videos that exists on the internet is just the video of Alan Tudyk doing oh. the hey hey like sounds, and then at Phenomenal the very video. end, I went to Juilliard. Yes, <laughs> it's one of the greatest videos. Poor, it's like, also I just feel it's just that Alan feel Alan Tudyk is great, and also oh, just yeah. he's also just very very funny about like I don't know. Did you guys see his like con man thing where he did that? Yeah, it was not I remember a, that. It was a web series he did. It wasn't while. a great show, but it was no. it was okay. It was it was it was fine for as low budget a web but series. But that was that time was. where I was worried about Alan Tudyk before he got all this Disney money. And I was like, Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Alan Tudyk, and you'd show up in Dollhouse and I'd be like, Yay, Alan Tudyk. And then and then I mean And then he was in three ten Yuma and I was super excited for that. He dude, was, he was the voice actor for the robot and in, in fucking Rogue One. I assume that comes with money. I mean it's gotta come with like He's a toy. He's gonna get Disney all that toy money. money. Does he? Do you get toy money for voice acting? I don't know that you do, Ben. I don't. I don't know that Disney's just like, yeah, you. I, totally I have get heard it. that though. The residuals for voice actors is ridiculous for a Disney movie. So he's. Fine. I I hope so because like it's one of those things where it's like somebody like at Disney asking. What I hear with Disney is like you get very little money up front and then you just get checks for the rest of your life. <laughs> where it's just like. You're just they're they're always selling those movies. Unless that's you're a like sweet Treasure di- Planet. Honestly, <laughs> if you were Disney, that's a sweet ass deal and be like, sorry, here's like two hundred bucks so you can make it to the studio. You'll be you'll be set for life. You know? Exactly. As as long as we sell these dumb little robot toys, you're set. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just be charming enough to sell the robot toy. Exactly, it's all on you, mate. That's, that's well. Then that's also, it. like, you get a show for the robot toy when he's in a video game and when he's in like a commercial, and you know, I mean, yeah. if you're that's a good a, enough robot. Honestly, that's why that's Anthony a, Daniels never turns down a role. You can get him for anything. Yeah, like, that's that. I'm selling C three PO. C three PO branded condoms. Just give me a hundred <laughs> grand and I'll do it. Oh dear! Oh my! Really okay, why? Why are we going? Bless the what? maker! How is it uncomfortable? You were on the PPP episode no, last no, no. week I'm where I sexually I played a succubus for you. What the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? I'm not. Uncomfortable. I gotta listen to that. episode C3PO branded condoms sound inherently uncomfortable. Is what I was. Oh, saying. oh, okay, yeah, that's true. It's like no, metal. It's I just yeah, yeah. cold. Just have you have you guys through. seen like the condoms that look like kind of like lunch boxes where you unfold? them and then there's like a design on them it's just 
No, thank you. Is this like is this just no, me? Okay, you. cool, guys. This is great. <laughs> I say no, thank you. I I, I don't know. <laughs> it was like, well, you know, you know where you needed to be branded. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's an untapped market. I've ever heard mm-hmm. of one. <laughs> Sorry, killed Jack. Okay, I don't know. I thought I was funny. Uh, anyway, the, the, vo- the two voices I just want to shout out. Uh, I thought did a very good job. Just in a short bit, Conan O'Brien. I think did a great job as mm-hmm. the guy who's this is the robot who's telling you of your doom. He does that perfect Conan O'Brien thing where he's like, your trip will last for forever. <laughs> that That's true. Great. No, that, that that bit was really funny. <laughs> your final destination is the dark void of space. Yes. And also, I, think- I just love that Olivia Coleman can do comedy yes. again. Yeah. Uh, Olivia yeah. Coleman, a lot of people don't know that she was like a comedic actress for a very long time. She She's was, yeah. Web really? Look, Peep Show. Mm-hmm. She's fucking hilarious in Peep Show. One of my I've favorite. only ever seen her in like serious murder yeah and so a lot of people know her more from like the crown and 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 broad church favorite broad church Mm -hmm. very intense yes i i broad church was like just just to tell you um sarah like broad church was like oh she could do serious like that was the big deal okay that show because she was just like a comedic performer and i thought it was great to see her do a very funny and and just have enough clout to be able to do funny villain in a big big Hollywood movies kind of awesome. I'm realizing my British, I mean, or at least my fiance's British parents like make it so that I like never had this in doubt. <laughs> like this assumption yes, exactly. that Olivia Coleman is a fantastic uh, female comic. Uh, I don't know. Fleabag and for her and also I'm trying to think of what else it was uh, her. What was that dumb thing? Not dumb. It was actually it won an Academy Awards. It's yeah. the op- it is the opposite the favorite? of dumb. <laughs> yeah, the favorite. Thank you. With, uh, with Weiss. Uh, wah, I can never She's in the mummy. Fuck. Rachel uh, Weiss. Weiss. Rachel Weiss. Rachel I can't Weiss. say her name. Rice Weiss or something. Yeah. I like her a lot. She's really good in that. I also was just bitter about the fact that she made a really great career choice not coming back for the third mummy movie. Um, I don't know why I'm bitter about that. <laughs> We're all just Sorry. bitter. We got tricked into that third mummy movie. That that was, and it was like it's like we we saw Jet Li on the cover. We and were all like, ready for it. We're all like, we know the this time. is gonna Guys, be bad. I've seen that I'll movie go. like two times, and I cannot remember it. Like Megan oh. and I love the first one so much, and the second one is such a good bad movie. Watch. Oh, the but second like, mummy movie is my is like one of my top five favorite bad movies there's no better way to delineate like good bad movie than bad bad movie than i'm not gonna lie and mummy the dragon my family (laughs) legitimately loves the second mummy movie my entire family can quote that movie to like that it is like this is cursed that is cursed that's like a random thing that my entire family does when we're like talking we like we just make references to the mummy movies like a movie from like 20 years ago that no one fucking remembers in like a like a social context and only my family finds it funny sorry it's like one of those things this is the, cursed. The, that is cursed. I don't know why. It's the funny. mummy has everyone talks about the bad CGI at the end, which they should. But you should look up the scene where the, <laughs> where Brendan Fraser stabs the Scorpion King because yeah. Arnold Vuslu literally looks like he missed his take and they kept it because he's like off camera. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. 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 It's so funny. My he just takes a knee. So he runs in, <laughs> takes a knee. No. 
Oh! And I'm sure it's just like Brendan Fraser hanging off like a little like green screen thing. Yeah. And he just yeah. comes in. No! I lose it. It's so time. bad. It's incredible. It's uh, one of the funniest scenes in any movie. I'll say this. It is like one of those things where I do think my family recognizes that it's a bad movie because we all crack up during that. And they theoretically love that movie, but they all crack up when he comes in. No! <laughs> Oh, God, I love that movie so much. Mm. All right, let's rate this one because it is a good movie still. Real quick, though, please, please, can we just devote a little bit of time before before we go to scores to the mall scene? Yeah, okay. Because yeah. It is, what, what's the it thing is with just, the mall scene? The Furbies? Well, there's several things there's in, a lot in the of good movie. Jokes. I just, there's a, so many good jokes packed all together, like the... What is it? The the washing machine that's like delicates, uh, uh, cotton, carnage, pesto, pesto, (laughs) carnage. (laughs) This is what I was talking about. Like this is exactly my brand of humor. What is what is Um, particularly? Sorry, go on. The fleet of Roombas. Yes, that is my brand. I refuse. I refuse to get a Roomba. Because they're creepy and they like map out your house, which I realized that, you know, logistically, you could probably go on the Internet and find the floor plan of someone's home. But they're still creepy and Sarah, weird. It's hard. I don't like me. them. I, I, I fucking love you. But like you, you won't come back once you get one. I know but, that. Because like just the act of emptying my Roomba when it's run, when I've not been home and just seeing the amount of dog hair I can pull out of it. I'm just sitting there like, fuck me. It's, it's like, it's yeah. like, it's, it's like, oh, no, honestly, have- it is like, it is like the most cathartic, like, like, you know, orgasmic event. It's just like <laughs> opening up this Roomba case and just pulling all the shit out the back end of it. I don't know why I'm making this so sexual. I, po- I apologize to all our viewers <laughs> and the four of you, uh, the three of you. Uh, I, <laughs> you just open up well, and I, you pull all this stuff out and it's just like, you're just like, I didn't have to do shit for this. It is amazing. Oh no, I get it. I, I, I own a cat and so like litter box oh, dust yeah. is real. Like I, I understand and maybe one day when I have a house I'll get one, but still, just watching the, the the fleet of Roombas in the Stephen Hawking voice, like we have the fleet has been summoned, prepare for battle, and then just they fall down the escalator. Ow, I'm, ow, honestly, the pain. If we're ever taken gravity over gravity by robots, joke. yeah. If you if you take if we're taken over by robots, it was worth it for like the six years of Roomba that I had because yeah. like. That shit, it's just like, and also just like the way that me and Kate, also the way that Katie just like insults our robot slave. It's amazing. I love it. It's just, she's just in there. Uh, she's like, careful, man. They're going to remember that. When, love, when she they like, just, she'll, she'll like, if it's coming towards her, she'll just like lean over and kick it and scream, go away, robot slave. And it is kind of weirdly sexual. I like, I like having our little overlord no? that she's like becoming. It's great. I'm sorry. But, but I do, I also, I, I know I keep bringing up the Furbies, but but I need y'all to understand why this scene was so good for me. <laughs> so as, as many children of the nineties did, I had a Furby when I was a kid for a little while. And then, um, you know, as, as children do with their toys, I kind of got tired of it and it ended up in the back of my closet somewhere. Years later, I pulled the fucker out of the back of the closet. It was like, oh, this guy, I remember you. Assuming that it was just going to remain dormant, like the batteries had run dead or whatever. 
motherfucker opens his eyes and starts talking at me. I screamed, threw it back into my closet and ran away. So then when this sheet scene shows up in the movie, it's like, my darkest nightmares have been realized. But also just the behold, the twilight of man. <laughs> that like, um, oh, what's what's the um, like Cthulhu and stuff? Um Help me out here with the what's oh. the term for um, not kaiju, but no Lovecraftian, Lovecraftian. level of like, dialogue ter- terrifying, between yeah. the Furbies. <laughs> it's so amazing to me. The end was inevitable. <laughs> I just I have the same reaction as Katie's. Let the dark harvest begin. So I want to say real quick that uh, I, I was reading this really good interview Karen Hahn did with the director of the film, and mm. I was curious how they got oh, the, yeah. the rights from Hasbro. And Hasbro actually has kind of embraced the memeness of, of Furbies. If you don't know, there's a there's a trend on you on Tumblr and uh, TikTok now called Long Furbies. If you've not picked these up, please look them up. It is where people take Furbies and then make horrifying, disturbing shapes out of them, like really long yeah. or cursed oh, or crazy they, shit. They do like the they do his thing where they like add teeth to them and shit, and it's like yeah, horrifying. yeah. They, they make oh. all kinds of fun cursed ter- Furbies. My favorite cursed thing there's Furbies. there's a Furby out there with its little tiny mouth has been opened up, and they put real human teeth into its mouth. <laughs> it is one of those things you can't unsee, like. <laughs> Where he like put like these they're like little baby teeth too because they like took their child's teeth and like put it into a Furby's mouth and then like kind of blew blood around the outside of the tiny mouth. And that's the only change. It's just a Furby because the Furby is weird enough and then it opens its mouth to speak and you see these human teeth covered in tiny blood and then you're like, I can't unsee that. That's 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 like you know that's like top ten nightmares. That's amazing. <laughs> it's, it's horrifying. It's uh so Uh, that's uh, it about good night everybody (laughs) so um hasro loves the the weird furby reappraisal thing going on and uh so they said yes but the only thing they said is they couldn't say anything like kill the innocents or blood or any kind of like actually violent thing which i think actually worked out because you get those more like poetical like kind of ancient pagan-y tomes where they're like, let the dark harvest begin. <laughs> we summon the ancient one. Like, there's some kind of ancient evil. I think it makes it way funnier. We must avenge our fallen brother. Summon the ancient one. And it can uh, fire I'm, I'm definitely going to put in the chat <laughs> pictures of long furbies. And, and Alright, let's furbies. go ahead and do this. And I want to I want to start specifically because Trevor is, is, and I don't mean to put you in the corner. No, I'm you, the only one that's been critical of this movie at all. I think that's fair to say. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, let's give people an opportunity. I want you to start, and I want you to go in a vacuum, because I want you to tell us what you think of this and why there was, because you definitely were bugged by it a little bit, because, and maybe it's more that you loved Hotel Transylvania, and maybe I'm misjudging, like, your negativity why about this movie. Why is that the reason? <laughs> Quit trying to explain to me why I didn't like it. I'm not trying to explain <laughs> to you why to you didn't like it. I'm trying to understand you and I, maybe this is like thinking you hate this more than I think you I do don't hate it I don't it's, hate it's more because it. it's just like an Adam Sandler Hotel Transylvania thing for me where I'm just like <laughs> Adam Sandler you haven't made a good movie in 30 years and then he actually did and I'm like ah oh, god damn it 
you monster. Anyways, please continue with no. The whole point of that film is that he's trailer. not a monster, and monsters are our friends, Jack. So I obviously still think he's a monster. <laughs> okay. I. Um, oh, God, Ben, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> For context, you. listeners, Ben has just sent us about 10 different pictures of long Guys. Furbies, and they are exactly the kind of eldritch yeah. horror that you would expect. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I've, that's, I've been scrolling this Google search ever since he mentioned it, and <laughs> just my face. There's some incredible ones. Increasingly. <laughs> Uh, As you'd expect, Kel really, really wants to make one. Uh, Oh, of course. As soon as he said there is a Furby with human teeth, I was like, that's something Kel would do. Mm -hmm. That's exactly right. Oh my God, I found it. Oh, yes. You got to share it. Oh my God. God. You got to share the teeth. Please continue, Trevor. The one that I found, the teeth are in the beak. They're like in the middle of it. Oh, God. Yeah, I that one's I I agree. I haven't found the beak one. Uh, I found one where it's been split in half, and yeah, then they and, put and legs, teeth, <laughs> legs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but please continue, Trevor. While I freak the fuck out over here, well, that definitely um, looks like the one Kel would have made for sure. Um. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm googling Furby teeth, and I'm really afraid of about. Of All right, we're, really we're, afraid we're, we're, of yeah, everybody. Calm down. Just Let's pay attention to Trevor. She has a point. We we respect I, him. No, that's okay. I I can't compete with Furby teeth. Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, I um. I, I I loved all the jokes in this movie. Most of them, I I like its sense of humor. I like where it's coming from. I love the animation. I'm excited for the frontier. I hope they keep doing more shit like this. Um, the story has its emotional moments for me that work. Like I think the concept of her dad, I, I think I think the the moose sculpture thing, and you find out it comes from the house that he built, that hits me. I think that idea is interesting. I think the idea of her like just trying to smooth things over with her parents instead of actually trying to reconnect with them is interesting. I just I don't feel convinced by the end of the movie that like I I, I don't know this this I, I don't really feel anything about the family dynamic in this movie. And I, I think the aesthetic of it, a big part of the reason is the aesthetic of it is so steep and like, oh, my family is weird, you know? <laughs> it's like that Tolstoy quote that like every unhappy family is unique or whatever. Like it's just this aesthetic of quirk and quirky that like, yes, I feel that way about my family. I feel like my family is special and I wouldn't want to trade them for anyone else. I get like the heartfelt earnestness that the movie's coming from and all that. I just think like, Dude, you like dinosaurs. It's not weird. <laughs> like, get over yourself, a little, like a little bit. That's fair, I though. I was that kid when I was his age. So I was like, that kid I get too him. in the nineties. Not kid. today. Trevor, okay. you're going to have to face the fact we may have made a podcast out of people like Katie, that that may have been like the core thrust of us all as a people. You saying I'm not like owning my people in this? Or no, I just I just I just think that there may be and, and, I, and I'm going to say this in like the like the best way possible because I'm a weird motherfucker and I love that about myself. No offense. 
I love that everybody else in this podcast is kind of weird too. Like I, I, I mean that in the best possible. I, I literally, I literally, I, I, I cannot in any unstated terms say that it is the favorite thing that makes me try to push you all and annoy the shit out of all of you guys to continue this podcast. Cause I love how weird we all are Look, and I love what happens. So I don't like, have, yeah, I, I don't have anything against feeling weird. Uh, my, when we still had a group text before Facebook messenger was a thing, I named this, oh my God. this group text Jack's misfits because that's, that's what I felt like we were to an extent. So, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I mean that in the best possible way. Why you kill me? I had a beer in a Manhattan. What do you want me to do? You want me to cry back? Is that what you want? No, I, I love, I, I don't have any problem with like identifying as weird. I just feel like the movie sells it. It's like, like a catch-all kind of sentimentality to like resolving family issues. And it's just, it's. A little simple, and uh, it, it is simple. It, it didn't. It didn't move me, and I think uh, the AI and the tech uh, commentary, in particular, just exhausted me. Every time the uh, Eric Andre character, the Mike Zuckerberg character, whatever, is just like, yeah, it's almost like trusting a big tech mogul with all of this uh, power was a bad idea. I was like, shut up! I get it. I get it. I get what you're saying. It's not, I, I get it. It's an easy, it's low hanging fruit. I, I just, this movie's too long <laughs> for moments like those. Uh, 6.5, I think. So sorry nope. I came across negative. There's still lots I love about this movie. I did enjoy it. To Again, an you never have to apologize for coming across negative. There's been things that I will eventually be negative on that will drive you literally insane. Uh, so please don't apologize for that. Also, you made me cry tonight, and I love you very much. And you're a very good friend, <laughs> and I love you even though your mom hates me. It's okay. Oh boy. <laughs> um. Anyways, let's not talk about Trevor Swift. <laughs> okay. Um. I love Trevor's family. Trevor's, uh, Trevor's family may not love me. Anyways, uh, who wants to go next? Uh, Sarah or Ben? I can go. Uh, yeah. Let me go, Sarah. Yeah. Um, well, as, as is evidenced by, you know, every single thing that I've said throughout this film, um, I, I feel overwhelmingly positive about this movie. I'm going to give it an eight out of 10. It made me laugh so often and so hard both times that I watched it because I watched it on my own and then immediately decided that my fiance had to watch it too. And I haven't seen her laugh that hard since this one scene from the new Animaniacs that came out. What was it sometime last year? I guess, but it's that same kind of humor. It was when that Pegasus is like, I bring tales of woe from the nether realms or whatever. And so the <laughs> Furbies thing, she too, much as I did, lost her shit. It was fantastic. Um, Trevor, I do agree with you that, that some of the, that there were maybe too many jokes and some of them were, a bit heavy handed, like the, the thing about, you know, maybe we shouldn't, you know, well, God, losing my train of thought like, here. Maybe tech, the, the tech company thing. Yeah. Unregulated yeah. data or whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I mean, like it, it worked for me, but it, it does, it does. You're right. It does get a little preachy almost about, you know, big tech can be bad if it's unregulated and all this. Um, but I'm still going to give it an eight out of 10. 
because it made me laugh so hard. And uh, Katie was very relatable to me. Yeah. Uh, ben or me, what do you want to go first? Do you want to take who? who uh, my question to you, Ben, in this context is who's got the who's who do you think between the two of us right now has the better, like, you know, jump shot on the way out? How do you, how do you <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> like, I'll just go, I'll just go. All right, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> I don't want to think about that much. I want to go back to playing, <laughs> I want to go back to playing near replicant. Yes, I'm man. <laughs> um, no, it's fine. Uh, I, uh, I'm going to say that uh, it's hard to make Paddington 2. Um, not everything <laughs> could come together so perfectly in a film. Um, and pay off. That is the I, I agree that some of it is a bit heavy handed, like with the screwdriver and everyone has one. You know, obviously he's going to use a screwdriver later and it's going to be a thing. You know, there's certain things that pay off well. But I think that the, I think this film, especially on the second watch, is just so fucking good in terms of in terms of not just looking good, but just being a really well-constructed film visually uh, framing wise, the way it uses um, the moose in particular, I found really effective. Uh, it just kind of always has it kind of perfectly in frame. There's a lot of really excellent, just character animation. Like Jack says, they really nail how each of these four people move and, and, and work. I think just the fluidity and, and the motion and the lighting, this really great kind of painterly look of, of a lot of the backgrounds is gorgeous. I think it's um really, really, really interesting. And and I do agree sometimes it overplays his hands, sometimes the jokes are a little more more uh, on the nose. Um, but overall I think it really works. And and like Sarah said, I do think this is my my kind of humor. Um I don't know, people the, the bit where he goes like, I finally learned how to use a computer and it's just the most l- screaming. Like, it's just so loud where he's just like, I hit enter. What do you mean? Update. Ah! <laughs> it's just like to such a comical degree. That is just something that just tickles my funny bone personally. Um, I thought the music was really good. I thought the characters were all really interesting and endearing. Um, and I hope they don't make another one. Uh, this one got a, good, a lot of good ratings and did Netflix, but uh, I don't need Mitchell's versus, you know, the monsters or something. I don't know. I, Dude, they're going to do I it agree. again. You know, I that, feel, right? and that's what I worry about. Sony Pictures, yeah. you know, they're, they're doing they're, a Spider Verse. I don't, I don't want a Spider Verse 2. You did it perfectly. Uh, I know you I, want I, one because there's so many uh, more universes. Uh, <laughs> so many more Spider they, Universes. They could, do, they could do like Spider, like the yeah. whole like, Spider Man yeah, Wars. There's so death. many places to go. Spider Man steampunk. I want to see still Spider Man and Bone Spider Man, and I want to see Superior Spider Man. <laughs> I want to see all the Spider People. I know you do, buddy. You'll get and it. And I mean I that promise. like literally because there are definitely a lot of Spider. Oh, sorry. Anyways, Spider Man's <laughs> a lot of Spider Man's out there. Um, but yeah, especially this one, I, I feel like is. We did it. Let's just let's just let's just rest on our laurels, please. But we'll see. <laughs> they're not gonna uh, do that. They're not. No, gonna I, know. That. I know. Hopefully, gonna... the, the Netflix deal and like they they're probably are like shit. We lost money on that or something. Or I, don't I, know. I, I ironically, I'm gonna say this. This same thing with Cloudy of the Chance of Meatballs too. I'm gonna shockingly probably enjoy the sequel too. That's the other thing too. Yeah, Cloudy of the Chance of Meatballs is just jokes. Not as good as the first one, but it has one of the greatest jokes of all time, which is the leak yeah. in the boat. I mean, there's, a, there's a, a leak in pun. the boat. You know this why joke, Sarah? Why, why, does, why does that work? Why does that it's work? It's such a good pun. This it's such a common, pun. it's such a pun-tastic common denominator, but for some reason in that movie it works. I don't get it. It's fine. I haven't seen a- any of the Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs films, but 
knowing what that movie is about and saying there's a leak in a, in the boat. It's, I know it's, I can tell exactly what's yeah. going on. It's and that perfect. Is it's literally perfect. It's just the guy. He's just on his face and he goes, there's a leak in the boat. And it cuts to a leak and he goes. Ah! And he just laughs. <laughs> it's so good. It's a great joke. <laughs> it's it's a level of stupid. That's something I will say for Sony Animation. They have a level of of jokes that uh, I don't think anyone would dare to put because it would require be like, why are you animating this? Why? <laughs> a lot of effort to animate. Because I read Especially- that about this movie where the joke where another joke I just love because it's very bleak. Where they go like, we're going to go hiking with the mules. What's the worst that can happen? And then it cuts to them like in a horrible Prancer belongs to the canyon Prancer belongs to the canyon now. And the director's like, that was way too expensive. They were like, we had to get, we had to model a whole thing. We had to get water physics. It was so expensive. And they're like, do you have to spend this on a joke? And he's like, yes. Yes, we do. (laughs) It was was so good though. See, that's what I want. I love that. The amazing and, and, thing about them is that they just went whatever the fuck they felt like and they just didn't care about the animation. Button, right. And that's, is, the, and that's, that's the thing Sony. I will say about some of the Transylvania movies is there's one amazing joke in Transylvania too, where he goes like, well, just use Bluetooth. And he goes like, okay, hey, blue. And then a giant blue tooth just walks in and he goes, so what do, what do I do now? It's so <laughs> stupid and unnecessary. No, it's a joke though. It. It's just a joke. People don't necessarily yeah. just tell jokes anymore. And it's just no, a and joke. I, I appreciate I, that. I, There's a certain yeah. kind of Pixar joke that I can see coming now because I've seen so many of their films. And the Sony animation jokes still catch me off guard. And I think that's the I, thing I'll say about it. I, 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 I hate to say, and I'm, I'm going to just go into my score. Sir, what was oh, your I don't score? know if I gave a score. 8.5. You did not. 8.5? 8.5. Jesus. Okay, cool. That's what I thought. I thought you were going to be high. Sarah, where were you? Eight. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I have such a confusing. I, I will say this. I think that the Mitchells versus the Machines is literally like my personal hell in trying to figure out where it exists in the scoring metrics that we've set up, which is, again, a great opportunity for me to reiterate how dumb our scoring metrics are and the fact that they suck. And I know that they do. And fuck everything. Fuck you. Uh, fuck you for caring that I score something. How about that? But apparently scores drive viewership <laughs> for some reason. Thank you, Google. And uh, the fact that if I put a score on something, somebody has to come and listen to it to then yell at me about it, which is driving viewership. So that's why we have scores, people, because I am not above trying to drive more of you assholes. What's to your to score? All right. OK, I, I think that my point about this movie is that, like, there's things about it. It's that exact joke, the leak in the boat joke that somehow like this series and in certain contexts of this series and Sony animation gets away with that. I just absolutely love Mitchell's versus the machines is the perfected version of the Sony animation movie, which is somehow both simplistic, but also great in a weird sort of way. And I think the other element here is Alex Hirsch from gravity falls, just injecting a certain amount of his personal style in gravity falls kind of makes it all just fucking work for once for me. And I think that's the other thing, too. I think Sony Animation may be doing better animation than Pixar in a lot of this fucking cases. And I think if one of these things here is like there's an opportunity here for great creators to get on board in a Sony Animation project. And every once in a while, Sony Animation is just going to shit out the best fucking movie possible. And that's what happened with Spider-Man. This is not the best fucking movie possible. I'm going to say that. It is, however, so much far above everything else in their roster and anything else in Illumination and anything else... It, it, it is a step above everything else that's just out there right now. 
and and it is like just just coming up and just you know tapping the underside of pixar and that's and that's not to say that's you know it, it i think it is better than certain pixar movies and for me to say that is like an admission to sony animation because these assholes made the fucking smurfs movies you know like Ugh. they made the emoji movies like it's i i am pre-programmed to fucking hate them forever because of the emoji movie i went to your emoji movie guys that is a lot of hate <laughs> that's, a lot, that's a bad shit so for me to ever give you guys like a seven that's that's like i feel like there's a certain barrier that y'all had to break there and you did with this i think that this is a 7.5 i like this movie a lot and i think you should go fucking see it uh the fact that um yeah i i, I mean this is one of those things where it's like i'm starting to all right we have two anomalies in the context of the studio if they pull out a third i'm gonna start talking about this studio like it's an actual thing and not a piece of shit how about that that's what i'll talk about that that's fair that's my context right now i'm sorry everything when i see things that they make i think that oh yeah i i, I like hotel trans i, I I don't like Hotel Transylvania. Sorry, Trevor. I just, I, I, I watch it. That you don't like Hotel Transylvania, but I've watched it too much with other with like children. I've mm. had to watch too many children at like family events and had to watch it and thought. I mean, it's Adam, by no means a perfect Sandler. movie. It does the DreamWorks dance party ending thing, like, and it's always the third. <laughs> all right, all right. Here's here's my thing too. I, I've I've watched Hotel Transylvania the first one once and the second one twice, and then I've watched the third one about forty fucking times. All right, well that's your that. problem. That is, I'm like I'm not I'm not gonna deny that the 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 third one holy shit when they're on a boat and it's like a family cruise and there's all these extended characters that i didn't figure out in the first one and then like the the blob has a son and then there's like a music and it's like somehow trap r&b music that makes the cracking kill all the monsters i don't know man like i i do agree that that movie is like way better than it has any right to be but that's all i'm gonna say about that shit uh apparently we're gonna fucking review hotel transylvania and we got ed on the other line because we got to get to him so we're gonna give the mitchells versus the machines a 7.5 out of 10 which is fucking shocking i mean that's again that's the thing it's shocking it's up there like what do we give what do we give spider-man i think it was like a nine or a ten and then this is like a 7.5 i mean this that's that's a huge metric change for that studio so hopefully i think the issue here is that maybe they're figuring shit out and they can figure continue to figure shit out and that's our hope or maybe it's the trevor way and the spider-man versus uh spider-man spider oh my god i'm drunk spider-verse was a, a unique instance and uh it's still on you're just going to be this third tier studio that we just talk about when we have to uh, and the next sorry, movie is a be- fucking Lin Manuel Miranda movie that he wrote all the music for, which is wild. So I can't believe he that. did that, and Disney let him do that. I feel right? like Disney was going to lock him down for all time. I thought it was Disney for the longest time. I, I guess Moana didn't do that well. Is all I can think. Oh, Moana did great. Moana did great. Uh-huh. It did. That's what I thought. I thought it did. I didn't think it did. Like <laughs> Trevor just like left to go pee. <laughs> That's why he was so grumpy. Yeah. Yeah. For the Movie Gang Podcast, this has been uh, Ben Haworth. Thanks, y'all. Sarah Becker. Thanks for listening. It's been Trevor Flynn, too, taking a whiz. Check him out on Animania, Pen and Paper Pod, all the other stuff. Uh, he's got to record all that shit with me today and tomorrow. So he's like, I got to, I got to, I got to eat. Like, I got to do the drinks and I got to, like, make sure to measure them out. So I'm not too drunk before we start Animania. And he's like, I fuck, I got to run Animania now because Jack's drunk just before the end of the Movie Gang podcast. So I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
So that's what he's saying. So I'm gonna go pee and I'm gonna make a coffee because I gotta take control of this shit. That's what that's what I'm just putting in context with Trevor's thinking. Anyways, for the Movie Game Podcast, I've been your host, Jack Newman. Thank you for listening. Head on over to the Tuscan Shed Media Network. That's Tuscanshed.com where you can check out all other content, including the Pen and Paper Pod, Animania. Also old episodes of Geek Space Nine. Great time, great time during COVID. Catch up on all that Deep Space Nine and then listen along with Geek Space Nine to get your nerd points in. I don't know. Uh, Oh my fucking god He has two that's why He has two He does have a fucking Disney one it's called Encanto That's right People are gonna Man he better watch out he's got a lot this year I feel like he's gonna He might burn some people out (laughs) Too much Lynn Anyways yeah, anyways. All right. Anyways, for the Movie Game Podcast, this has been all of the above. And by... Okay, I got this. Let me do this. Okay. <laughs> for the Movie Game Podcast, and by extension, the Tuscan Shed Media Network, this has been your drunk cast of idiots talking about Mitchell's and Verse the Machines. From everyone here, thanks for listening. Those are words. Have a good time. Bye-bye. <laughs> Sorry, I really had to pee. <laughs> we knew.